Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch the things of pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. We're watching the Mystic Knights. It's here to know. Yeah, still for some reason. Yeah. Well, there's still more of it. This is one people voted on, right? Yeah. Man, I hate them more and more every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. They voted on it like a year ago, so it's uh, it's almost <laughs> almost over. No, there's still like 20 more episodes. <laughs> yeah, but it's 20 is fewer than the 50 we had earlier. I guess that's true. We're past the halfway mark. Yeah. Nothing interesting has happened in such a long time. Yeah, I would say it was a free fall, but it's really more of a glide to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because they're oh, just killing man. time. <laughs> I just can't imagine being 10 years old and watching this and being happy. Like, <laughs> just watching this and being so frustrated with how uneventful and stupid it is. Well, I did not have cable when I was a kid, so if I wasn't watching Fox, then I wasn't watching, like, kid programming, because I feel yeah. like maybe UPN had some cartoons, but they were usually crummier than this. No, that's where your Jackie Chan adventures were, wasn't it? No, that was WCIU, Channel 26, the U. Oh, yeah, it was. And that <laughs> was right. That was Sundays. This was a after-school thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, your Saturday mornings often were reserved for, like, an ABC situation. Yeah. I mean... Fox, yeah, the afternoon was a Fox Kids place to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, Channel 50 would have, like, the Aladdin cartoon, which was pretty okay. But they didn't yeah. have a lot going on for it. So, uh, it was this it, or nothing. No, the Aladdin cartoon was better than this. Oh, surely. Pro- probably. I think it was. But just, I just, I can't even fucking, this is just so frustrating. (laughs) Uh, The episode title is All Kings Great and Small. Uh, Nothing great about this at all. You can probably infer what's about to happen, given that title, and you're correct. Uh, so we open up, well, this part you probably didn't see coming, because why would it? <laughs> we open up at, at, around the, the fairy ring where the, the circles of stones, where the teleportation rock is at. Where tiny Stonehenge lives. Yeah. And for unspecified reasons, it's just time. Uh, all the rocks are trembling and they're moving. Yeah, it's just a, a prophecy situation. I think so. Your dog's upset. The rock moving he, animation isn't terrible. Like, I'm pretty sure. Dog, this damn dog wants to go out because he heard us start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's how we know we're doing it right. Yeah. Sky? Sky? Y'all? I've done it. I've come back. Good job. I I think he must just be concerned that I'm down here talking to myself. <laughs> He went to the bathroom, but he was begrudgingly. So I told him, I got up. He's going to the bathroom. <laughs> he's He's got the madness. <laughs> or he just hates us getting any more momentum built up on this thing. 
I mean, he's like, I'm gonna ruin this before it even starts. That sounds like him. Yeah. His parents were probably killed by a podcast. <laughs> Almost assuredly. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm back. It's tiny, cool. tiny Stonehenge was dancing about. Yeah. So the animation on the stones moving isn't terrible. I can't tell if it's practical or not, given the quality. But I yeah. thought it looked okay. I, I mean, it's not the worst part of the episode. No. In fact, it's the only part I liked. So... <laughs> <laughs> so everybody sees this the stuff moving and they're like what do we do with this and instead of just popping, are they all just hanging around the, the other rocks i don't know why they were there or like what tipped them off but instead of popping down into tier to and asking tiny king who would absolutely know what's happening uh they run all the way back to kells and ask kahad they're they're paying him i mean he's got to do something <laughs> are they paying him I don't know. They let him live there. Uh, paying him in berries and powders. But he always has to hunt those berries and herbs himself. Or get Rowan to do it. Or Angus. Fine. They're paying him in room and board. Uh, but sure enough, Kahad has a scroll or something that has the the prophecy. The bedtime story. Yeah. Um, It basically comes down to runestones are looking for new places to lay down. They're like bears. They're awake now. They're looking for a new thing, and now they just want to sit down again and go back to sleep. And uh, it unleashes a storm of dark evil. Right. If they move... Dark magic. For, I guess that's how that works. And the only thing that will prevent this from happening is if Tiny King and King Dad switch places for a day. For one day. And as we go through this episode, it is not an entire day. It's probably like 20 minutes, <laughs> but it's good enough. I, Where did this come from? Who knew, like, why is Kel, the, the way it's specifically worded is they have to sit on each other's thrones for a yes. day, which made me think they're not allowed to move. They have to sit there for 24 consecutive hours. That is not the case. No, I mean, someone else can literally sit on the throne and it's fine. Yeah. We find out. All I feel like they needed to do was switch hats, and they probably would have been good. Well, they, I mean, they they took control of the kingdoms is what they do. Right. So all you have to do is switch hats. Well, Sky the Hat is a physical representation of the metaphor. Exactly. So that's the only thing that makes the king the king is his magic hat. Well, and that he's in charge. And everybody recognizes that because of his hat. Well, yeah, the hat is a symbol of who's in charge. Right, if it was just some dude, you would be like, you're just some guy, and then you'd shove him in the mud. But if you look at the king and he's got the shiny hat, you're like, okay, he's the king. (laughs) Well, in this case, it's really easy because the old king was just like, this guy's a new king. (laughs) But uh, the Mystic Knights bring King Dad over to Tirnano. There's a hunchback watching because, of course, there is because no one has any situational awareness at all. All of the problems in this seem to... Uh, come down to Vinvera having too many spies in his fucking organization. If he cleaned house, <laughs> everything would be okay. I he's, he's so indifferent to them, I don't even know if he thinks of them as spies. I think that they're just people there, and he doesn't give a single fuck. I mean, I guess it's true. It's, they're not they're spying in, on the humans and, and working for the humans. He doesn't give a fuck about humans. It's true. He says as much later. 
But when they arrived, Tiny King was like, oh yeah, I, I totally expected you to be here. I'm surprised it took you this long. We gotta switch seats. Uh, which, I, again, it's like, why didn't they just pop down and talk to, you know, Tiny King? Rather than waste time. Because you gotta fill 20 minutes with talking somehow. <laughs> God forbid they actually have any action. They didn't even show the transportation in between destinations. They just <laughs> cut two. And th- there was really no need to do this. They could have just got Vin Varen and run back to Kells and then explained it to Dad. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. A second pass is all I want on these scripts. But whatever. <laughs> there ain't time for a second pass. They have four days to film. They got to get it done. Honestly, probably. Um. So, the... Yeah, Vin Varen is expecting him, so he agrees pretty quick that we'll switch hats and places. Yeah, they do a little bit of, uh, well, I wouldn't trust you with the safety of Kells, and I wouldn't trust you guarding my gold, but then they're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Ro- Rowan and Nivar will help here, and you take the other two, and it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Who cares? It'll all shake out in the end. Everybody's dying anyway. It'll be great. <laughs> so... Tiny King embiggens himself and ensmalls the regular king. And then they just, you know, do a Prince and the Pauper kind of thing where they switch places for the day. Yeah, but less interesting. Significantly. Uh, I do, I didn't expect it to happen, but they do um, up pitch King Dad's voice. And they... I mean, they've they've done it for everyone else. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting it. And then Connor, uh, not that's King Dad, uh, Tiny King. Uh, has a real voice. I never really thought about his actor having a real voice. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. I just yeah. listened to it and it took it for... I just wasn't expecting it. It was neat to hear the actual actor's voice as God intended. This is probably the only time that guy's actual voice is, is on anything. Probably. But uh... Maybe an old-timey radio broadcast or something, <laughs> you know. We can only hope. He was he was the stand-in for H.G. Wells. <laughs> Uh, he was on deck for uh, War of the Worlds. That's it. And then again, when Tom Cruise took his role in the, the reboot, <laughs> that was supposed to be him. I don't think it's a reboot when it goes from radio to television or to movie. <laughs> no, there was a there was an earlier movie that with with H. G. Wells. No, no, no. Oh, but okay. it was uh, you know a movie version of the story. I'm sure there's probably lots of movies versions. Probably. I have a record version of <laughs> you know records. I know of them. Like, uh, some somehow it came into my possession somewhere along the line. That's neat. It, not really. I mean, pretty neat. Don't you don't have to fake it, Sky. <laughs> what I genuinely think that that is neat. That I own a record of War of the <laughs> of a recording, not even the H.G. Wells version. Yeah. That's fine. Uh-huh. You can pretend. Anyway, we cut over to uh, Castle Tamra, where the tiny hunchback is telling Maeve about his findings. Miter's there, and Miter wants to rule Tiernano. Maeve wants to rule Kells, both for pretty ambiguous reasons uh, that never really are explained. Or gotta matter. rule something. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. So they're excited because they here's the old one too. We can go ahead and. Take over. Because they're vulnerable, I guess. It's like they're both I guess so. kings. And they both have like 
every other asset of their kingdom. It's yeah. like just the kings are switched. Yeah. The castle still has walls. <laughs> right. They're still going to have to mount ladders to get in there. So they hatch a plan to go ahead and overthrow the kings and take over their lands. Just yawn through it because it's so boring. I'm t- <laughs> I turned away, but I guess you still heard it. Uh, so Vin Varen shows up at Kel's, uh, and he's disappointed in the reception he gets because not everybody's giving him a standing ovation. Yeah, which, I mean, I think that part's kind of funny because he's, like you always say, he's used to potato orgies and stuff. Like <laughs> He's also used to never leaving, so everybody's always excited to see him. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I'd be excited to see my king, too, if he was constantly partying. If he fucking lived like Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> the dog? Yeah. Uh, the dog that died from cirrhosis of the liver. That's right. Because he partied too hard. I believe he partied too hardy, is what it is. Indeed. So, uh, Van Varen declares that today is Van Varen Day. Uh, and all the people of Kells yell, hooray! Because there's going to be a feast of some sort. No one seems concerned that the king is a different man, by the way. <laughs> Did they explain stuff? I don't know. They had a scout run ahead and nail something to the door to tell them what's going on. Well, I mean, they had the king left, so he probably announced something, right? I guess. He said, hey, if a little fat man comes back here, don't worry. <laughs> It'll just be for the afternoon. It's all part of the show, folks. <laughs> yeah. You still have Mystic Knights, don't worry. <laughs> Except two of them also didn't come back. <laughs> uh, so we cut over to Tirnano, and King Dad is getting his hair did by two uh, fairy ladies. I guess they're not fairies, they're whatever the Tirnano are. I think they're, aren't they? They're fairies, aren't they? No, because Aideen's so. a fairy, and she's got wings. These people don't have wings. I think they're just different versions of fairies. Are they the Tirnano? I forget if I we... think. Th- I think the land is Tirnano, and they are the Tirnano. I don't know. Whatever. They're doing his hair. <laughs> yeah. They're doing it up in stupid little spikes. He looks like Bart Simpson. <laughs> but less fun. And the brown hair instead of blonde. Yeah. The Mystic Knights giggle at him, and he waves a hand dismissively at him to tell him to shut up, and then they get gags over their mouths, and then don't try to remove them. <laughs> you're right they just stand there going they just stand there staring at him blankly and it's weird <laughs> they're just so in shock that he uh that he, he has magic, magic yeah casually uh but then he waves his hand again and the the things disappear and king dad um is like oh i guess i got powers from this throne or whatever okay and i have two concubines so why don't you guys turn your backs <laughs> okay, I, so according I can make clothes to disappear. So, <laughs> wink. According to Wikipedia, Vin Varen is a fairy and Aideen is a sprite. I see. That's according to Wikipedia though. So is I, there yeah. is there a distinction between those things? Yeah, like you said, one has wings and one Okay. One fucks a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, I don't. There's probably not a consistency through the, throughout the show either. So <laughs> there's not, as far as I recall. Um, so we jump back to Castle Tamra. I completely forget what they discuss at this point. Uh, I think they make their plan. Yeah. I think 
they say that Torque is gonna go crash the uh, Kells and and uh, Maeve is gonna take Miter to Tirdano. I think. Right. This is yeah, she's gonna plan. she's gonna back him up, and Torque has to go ca- or siege the castle. I guess. Yeah. I don't have audio this time, so it's hard to read I, lips <laughs> and remember. Yeah. A thing I didn't enjoy. Oh, uh, and then she creates that worm to go that's um, right. deal with the Mystic Knights in Tirnano so she doesn't have to fight them. Right. What did she call it? Like the Death Worm or the. I thought she called it a Dirt Worm, but <laughs> Death Worm sounds more right. Yeah. When she makes it, it's real big, but then when we see it attacking Tirnano, it's. <laughs> You're right. Like the size of a foot, maybe? Yeah, it's just. Which like is a, a grub. big worm, yes. Yeah. But comparatively. It was it was the size of a bus, and now it's just a teeny little thing. <laughs> if it's small enough to punt, then it's not a big danger. Yeah, unless it's a poison I mean, or I a guess, frog. I mean, I guess unless you're a a little person. I guess that's fair. So, meanwhile, back in Kells, uh, Tiny King, I guess regular sized King, um, has arranged for some dancing. You know how he likes to party. Well, here's a reminder of that fact that is his only defining trait. <laughs> yeah, but he he brings the party wherever he goes. It's true. He's like Dionysus. Joe, Joe Camel. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was. <laughs> I only know I only know ad icons that are <laughs> defunct from the eighties. I guess so. Uh, fun fact: the Gulf of Mexico kinda has the profile of Joe Camel. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna have to trust you because we don't own any maps. <laughs> the internet exists. Now, nah, Katie blocked all the maps from the internet too. Well, <laughs> she's that particular brand of Christian. Way too into Italy maps. with that sexy boot. <laughs> yeah. If I catch you looking at Italy again, no more maps, Mister. Uh, and and Africa's got all them sexy curves. Ooh. <laughs> Not like Europe with all its points. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> um, so Angus and Deirdre walk up to Tiny King and they're like, we think that this is bad that you're doing this. We should be devoting forces to not the feast. I, he tries to magic them and then it doesn't work. I just, in this moment, I have to ag- agree with Tiny King here because, like, yes... You should have your guards and stuff, uh, you know, in case something happens. But yeah, just 100% to be, like, 100% focused on just waiting to be attacked all the time. Like, that's no way to live. Yeah, constant vigilance, while it yeah. sounds good, is exhausting. Yeah. And uh, these people have been at war for, I don't know, either two at- weeks or 100 years. <laughs> at least 33 episodes. Right. Um. So they probably need a break. I don't remember if you remember how the last festival went, but it wasn't great. And then there was supposed to be a wedding that didn't d- go great. <laughs> Everything that has been taken from these people. So maybe they just need a time to get drunk and party or whatever. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's why the constituency, they were so willing to just like say, fuck yeah, let's dance. Let's yeah. party. <laughs> I'll fucking dandelion. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to drink my weight in wine. <laughs> Somebody bring me a potato. I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> you know, good times had by all. Uh, yeah. T- Tiny King doesn't raise any of these points. He just instead tries to magic them to death. Um, 
and doesn't change his mind about anything. But he does make sure to have a guy standing behind him with a basket of apples. As you were as you would do. Right. Were I a king, I would have nothing but pink lady apples at all at at any given time. The most delicious apple. Yeah, they're very good. Deirdre and Angus walk off and they're like, We're gonna have to make sure that he doesn't kill us all, because they also have no sense of fun. Well, it's been beat out of them. That's true. They're at war. So I get it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in Tirnano, there's like an earthquake and there's a worm that attacks a bunch of people. And there's a hunchback working with the regular Tirnano. So yeah, I guess these guys just don't get to party. Yeah, they're just integrated into society. And they're doing what they want. And the ugly worm busts through a wall. Apparently, this is the gem mine. Oh, is that what they're mining? Not yeah. coal? I mean, probably not coal, but maybe coal. Uh, I also just noticed the uh, the giant sword that they have sitting next to the throne. Yeah. It's huge. I bet that's a cool-ass prop. It looks like it's pr- <laughs> it's approximately the size of Cloud Strife's buster sword. <laughs> uh, I, I realized that it's probably... It's, not e- it's like a letter opener to like a regular-sized person yeah, in this scale. Yeah, it's just a butter knife. Yeah. Uh, but I bet that's a cool-ass prop to have around. Um, so King Dad has arranged for, uh, like, a th- castle guard. He calls them the elite, when in reality, he just grabbed five dudes. It was like, you're the guards yeah. now. You guys have matching clothes. <laughs> well, you're they, a team. They are the people that were, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, guarding the mystical artifacts. Right. Who, as we remember, have zero fighting skills. <laughs> Uh, but King Dad wants guards, even though he's got magic now. It's probably why Van Varen's not so plussed. He's like, I can just turn them into whatever I feel like. Yeah. Boom. Now you're a dandelion. Boom. Now you're a toadstool. Boom. Now you're just a big <laughs> butt. I do what I want. I'm I'm the tiny king. You can do all that, but all he does is turn them into spriggans. Well, you can't show a big giant butt. He could. Not on this time slot. <laughs> not, not at 4.30 in the afternoon. That's right. Nah, that's when tool time was on, or home improvement was on. This was more of a, this was like... like a 3 o'clock. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it was two hours of home improvement, then The Simpsons, and then Seinfeld. <laughs> or not two hours, two episodes of home improvement. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Before that was cartoons. So some members of uh, Tirnano tell Tiny King that there's a worm coming, and he sends uh, Rowan, Ivar, and one of his quote-unquote elite guard to go deal with it. And then we see Miter has snuck in somehow. How could he have done such a thing? So you can just walk in wherever in the show. It doesn't fucking matter in any <laughs> yeah. way. Which is exactly what he did. Yep. So we cut back to Kells. Angus is standing at the gate counting baskets of stuff as they come by. Apparently, he's in charge of counting baskets. Yeah, for some reason, he has to know how many foods is coming to the banquet. Seems like. That makes sense. You you want to know how much you have, and that way you can plan accordingly for your guests. But also, it's, like, the castle. Yeah. There should already be food in there. That's how you get starved out and, and murdered. I just... It doesn't sound that hard to organize a feast at this, like, at this um, financial level of, uh, like, (laughs) 
Yeah. First of all, you're just going to be like, hey, cook a bunch of food, put it in that room. I want you to kill all the boars and then make them into ham for me. Yeah. I'll be in my room. (laughs) Let me know when it's done. Do not disturb me until that point or I will kill and eat you. And boom, feast organized. Right. Deirdre shows up and distracts him and she's got like baking powder on her snoot. Because she argued with a baker? Yeah. And he had the audacity to throw stuff at her, I guess? I guess so. I guess the baker's a real bitch. That is audacious. She is a princess. Yeah. And a mystic knight. Yeah. And a princess who can kick the shit out of you. (laughs) She's the most confident. She's not afraid to murder. Well, maybe she is. Well, we haven't seen her do it. We're not with her every single moment. I guess that's true. They they try not to show us the murdering. We've never seen the dungeons here in Castle Kells. (laughs) Because <laughs> they're not part of the throne room. Kahad comes down and he's yelling like, this shit is bananas, right? This is dumb. There's no one on guard. I don't know why they yeah. came and told me and not the Mystic Knights, but they told me instead. So and somebody he, needs to do something. He, what does he say? The, the vibrations of the air are wrong or something like that? He, he, there's an energy or something. He says he can tell that the uh, the Tamra troops are outside the walls farting. <laughs> Probably. He's got the same vibe as uh, that take from Dumbledore when he's running at Harry in Goblet of Fire. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) But it's a little toned down. But he decides he's going to go keep watch. Are you going to use magic for that? Because I feel like that's the thing you can use magic for with your second sight or whatever. That's true. You just look through the wall. Yeah. But instead, he just goes to the castle walls. That is not your place, wizard fellow. But whatever. What do I know? I'm just a casual audience of fewer. You're one of two people who have watched every episode of this. Will have watched every episode of this. That's who you are. I was going to say, I have not watched all of the episodes. Yet. I don't even know how it ends. So we get a shot of the Tamra troops. There's no way it ends, right? It's probably... No. I can't... I feel like I've said this with everything we've watched, but like, there's not an ending to this, Yeah, I I super (laughs) doubt there's a definitive ending. Um, We see the Tamra troops. They are ready to go. Um... And then we cut over to Tierna Nowhere's that ugly ass worm. It's hard to describe. It's got. It's just like a lumpy bug. Yeah. It looks like a guinea pig was dipped in mutagen. <laughs> so it's got a guinea pig shape to its body, but its face has like three grabby claws and it's got teeth. You know, uses- like worms do. It uses those grabby claws to immediately knock the weapons out of Ivar and R- Rowan's <laughs> hands. Because it's... You know what they need? They need the the Wiimote uh, arm loops for their it's weapons. Exactly, it's exactly what they need. Because these dumb dildos have dropped their weapons almost every episode. Uh, and then they spend so much time standing off to the side talking about how they need to get their weapons back. Yeah. If not the arm loop, then maybe just like a... Uh, you know how surfers have leashes from their ankles to their surfboards? Uh-huh. That. You just get that. Or janitor key thing, so you can just reel it in. <laughs> and just stop being dumb. Yeah. It would be preferable. Looking at it, I'm immediately reminded of Yerk, but that's a different thing that we did. It sure is. Yeah. So We did the hell out of that. <laughs> so Ivar and Rowan are stuck. The worm is approaching them, and then we cut back to the throne room where King Dad is addressing his, quote, elite guards that definitely weren't just chosen at random. And then Miter takes that moment to pop out, because why would he be afraid of anybody here? 
He's a fucking drama queen, though. He he covered himself in that cloak and like whips it off. I'm sorry. Which is exactly what you should do. Yeah. Are you saying that the fairy folk aren't dramatic <laughs> with their sparkles and flying and no, turning I'm saying people they, they don't are, like into other things? I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. He's he's quite the drama queen. Not as if much as Vader any... in, uh, <laughs> in Rogue, Rogue One. One, which is my favorite part of that movie. He's got to shut all of his beeps and boops off. <laughs> got to make that entrance, man. And I'll tell you this. It was very effective. That scene's terrifying. Uh, if those can shut off, why not just have them off all the time? <laughs> well, he turned off his life support. He needed to turn it back on. I feel like it's like a remote where, like, you know, when you push the right button, it lights up so you can look at it in the dark. <laughs> He's just always got that button on. Hmm. Maybe. But miter magics, uh, some chains onto King Dad. And then Mav shows up. And King Dad's like, I should have known. It's like, yes, you should have. <laughs> Every fucking thing that happens is this. It's because of one of these two. Often it's both. Uh, they claim victory, as they should. I mean, they basically have it in the bag. If Mav just walked over there and squished him, it'd be done. I was going to say, there's that one fatal flaw that they always have, is they don't just kill him. Torque almost did it with Aideen last time. I don't know why they didn't do it this time. It's because Torque isn't around, I guess. Yeah. And also, I mean, he's proven very easy to trick, so... Yeah, that that's fair. So Miter grabs King Dad's crown uh, and goes to sit on the throne. And... So, so technically right now... King Dad is not the king. Right. But that doesn't matter to this prophecy. He's no. just in the room, so it's fine. I mean, other king did appoint him as king, and maybe this coup just wasn't bloody or sexy enough. It's probably definitely wasn't sexy enough. No one fucked a dandelion. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Castle Kells where there's jesters in the in the room. Terrifying jesters. Also? Those jesters are looking straight at the camera, and that side is where a door is. I don't know who they're playing to, except for the audience. <laughs> the camera. The TV audience, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, were just, point. they were just being weird for no reason. But uh, they've brought out the, the feast table, and it's covered in cakes and sweet creams and what have you. Okay, but there are like 20 people at this feast. Yeah. Are they children? I can't tell how old these people are. I don't know. Cool. Tiny King is very happy with himself and the turnout. These very few people are having a great day. Which is weird that they're like, the guards aren't doing their job. Well, they're not at the feast. Yeah. They're somewhere. I don't know. Milking cows for more ice cream. I don't know. Naturally, the Tamra troops are slowly encroaching on the castle and have successfully infiltrated it using grappling hooks and ropes. Uh, so the wizard definitely was doing a bad job watching out also. Yep. So they're already in the castle by the time he finds them. Well, you see what had happened is he needed to go take a dump, so he ran off to do that. That's Which why he a wasn't up time. on the castle walls. Well, it's got a long time when got you a got lot all those robes. Yeah. You gotta move, remove all that burlap. <laughs> So he grabs the Kells horn, which is a thing that we've seen before, definitely. And they he he blows the Kells horn. At some point. I've seen them honk it before. Sure. 
And that uh, all the Kells troops who weren't at the feast, but were all, you know, weren't at their posts either. But I guess we're just hanging out in the basement. Come running out. They were all looking at nudie mags in the in the barracks. <laughs> Look at them sexy ankles. Just paintings of Princess yeah. Deirdre. I, actually, she has bare legs all the time. Anyway, uh, a soldier busts in through the what I thought was the wizard keep door and yells, there's there's bad guys afoot. And uh, Van Varen is kind of hesitant to relay an order. But he's like, now nah, let's go fight. So that... Every all of these civilians go to do, do to go do that. Well, they like uh, even Deidre and Angus stand there and wait for him to give an answer. They're like, "What do we do? We're wasting time. Yeah. Just go defend the castle. Yeah. The real king will be here later. <laughs> go do something, you dumb dildos. How mad would fucking what's his face be if he came back and they had just let them take over because <laughs> Vinvarian didn't say, "Yeah, go do that." He was the king. He told us nothing, so he didn't do anything. What if he was on the can when they attacked? Would they have waited till he finished? Probably. I mean, nah. he could still talk through the door. No, not these old-timey doors. They're thick and made of oak. Well, that's where the magic uh, you know, poop powder comes in. <laughs> oh. So he's just pooping while he's speaking and giving orders. Constantly. Well, he's a magic fellow, so we don't even know if he knows what that feeling in his tum-tum is. I guess that's true. He probably shit himself and just doesn't know it. That's why he, he's always feasting. <laughs> yeah, it's been, I don't know, a hundred years? Does this happen every hundred years since he's been a person? I guess so. Sure, let's just say it was. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Aideen shows up and the Mystic Knights use her as bait to lure... <laughs> yeah, they sure do. <laughs> Uh, to lure the, the creepy-ass worm, which now on closer inspection actually has like a predator face. Predator the alien face. Before it was pretty low res and I couldn't tell. So Aideen does that and they run out and grab their mystic weapons. And last time they were tiny, they couldn't mystic morph. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. But shut up. We got it. They can yeah. now. They're and th higher in power. And then they, they just immediately blast the worm with one blast and it's over. You know, like with literally everything that they've come across. Uh, it's so frustrating that there's no actual conflict and no danger to any of this. Yep. And also, why take off your armor if it's so goddamn effective, except for when it's not? And since you're always losing the ability to put it back on <laughs> by dropping your weapons. Yeah. So, the worm successfully murdered. Aideen takes this opportunity. She knows that Kells is being attacked. She takes this opportunity to uh, try and seduce Rowan. Yeah. She, she's a she's a lady who, who knows what she wants. Yeah. And she seizes that opportunity. Well, they're of the approximate same size. Yeah, so. she's like, hey, uh, you know what'll fit into what now? <laughs> what do you say we take a quick detour over into the bone zone? And he's like, not right now. Yeah. He says specifically, not, uh, don't get all romantic on me. It's he like, says, no time for love, Dr. Jones, which I think is a reference to Indiana Jones, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. I think that's uh, just a, a talk show of some sort. So, I don't know. They, they, they tell Aideen to go do something and she leaves. Meanwhile, they run over to probably help out uh, King Dad. So we jump back over to Castle Kells. Ivar and Deirdre have joined the fray. 
don't worry, they're not using their weapons effectively. Nope. Uh, Angus has a mace, and he's using the handle of it to fight. <laughs> he's just bopping people on the head with it. Yeah. Hey, guys, for real, stop fucking around and, like, actually do your jobs. How about it? Uh, they, some of the uh, Tamar troops let Torque in. And Deirdre says Torque as though she's surprised to see him. Right. Dummy. What are you doing? And then Vinverian pulls out a sword because he's going to try to do the thing. He remembers he's useless with a sword and then tries to magic and remember he's still useless. Right. So Angus and Deirdre morph. Yeah, but finally they, they have to run away from the fighting and stand where no one's around them. Right. For uh, green screen reasons. Exactly. And e- Angus even he, he says, like, finally. <laughs> yeah. Like like they had to fight a hole into it. Like, I don't know. It, it's such a weird like line to throw in there. So Deirdre shoots them with a stream of air, and Angus lobs a bunch of rocks at them. They don't hit Torque for some reason, and most of the tier or the Tamra troops go down. And because of that, they scatter. And because Torque is also a coward, he runs after them, and the battle's well, over. They're all yelling "retreat, retreat!" And Torque's like, "Stay and fight, you cowards!" Like he's the general. He, they do not respect him <laughs> at all. They don't listen to any of his commands. I don't I don't really know what his job is at this point. If Maeve was smart, she would have him killed because his troops do not function properly. Well, we know that there's no people in Tamra. So maybe every single citizen has been conscripted. So they're not soldiers. They're just dudes. That's That would explain it. Yeah, that, that makes the most sense. Uh, so the battle is won. The castle is saved. Great work all around, everyone. Hurrah! Uh, we jump back to Tirnano. Miter is lounging on that super uncomfortable-looking throne. Uh, Queen Mav is still hanging out. And she's like, so this squares our debts, right? You got Tirnano. I'm going to keep this Havoc staff. And I'm going to go take the other one that I want. So we're done here. Please don't be mean to me, but I don't want to talk to you ever again. Is the gist of it. Yeah. So she reaches down to probably just squeeze the life out of King Dad. Which isn't a smart move. Right. But then the Mystic Knights show up and she's And poker in the hand. <laughs> well, I mean, that would hurt. Yeah. It's, it'd just be like getting stabbed with a razor blade. <laughs> Only one that could also be on fire. <laughs> she zaps them with green lightning and they go down. Meanwhile, the elite troops... I think undo King Dad's chains. Yes. Magic chains are easy to just untie. Yeah, you know how that saying goes. So Ivar and Rowan shoot the crystal that is still shooting magic lightning with their magic weapons, and it shatters, and I was pretty surprised to see that. Me too, but then... Immediately... Well, before the the thing happens, uh, there's a little bit of a wizard battle between Miter and King Dad. Uh, uh, Queen Mav complains about her broken crystal, and Miter's like, I'll get you another one, and you'll be back in my debt, thereby reestablishing the status quo. Uh, It goes back so fast. They leave immediately, and King Dad takes his magic hat back. The elite guard did nothing. Uh, I'm sorry, they untied the magic chain. Yep, okay. 
They did one thing. Uh, I mean, the storytellers of the show, the writers of the show, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, they didn't do anything either. They just they uh, had a chance to progress the the plot forward and have her crystal be destroyed and like maybe for her to have to seek out other magic or something. Yeah. But no, they just, I'll get you another one. It'll be fine. Yep. I bet it'll look exactly the same. It sure will, because why make another prop? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have been neat if she would have to go and find a magic armor of her own. Yeah, or, or something. come up with a different weapon or a different system, because this Monster of the Week thing isn't working, because they're all, not cause... doing it. And every, no, monster, yeah, exactly. every monster is invincible until it's not, for no yeah. real reason. Because Monster of the Week works. Like, that's the it formula that, that got this show made, and Absolutely. they're not sticking to it. Yeah. Because the monsters are not interesting in any way. No. And f- <laughs> they're just CGI blobs that actors in real life have to wave weapons at, and it's they're, it's bad. Sometimes there aren't even monsters. Sometimes there's just a broad that, that the dad's going to marry. Well... I mean that was just Queen Mav. Right, but like I don't know, it's just it's there's none of the fun of like and now there's this monster we have to fight. Yeah, a lot of the charm of Power Rangers is that there's a man in a rubber suit and they're getting yeah. kicked and stuff. And that's rad to fu- it's really fun to watch. Whatever. Yeah, and this is just this is 19 minutes of like weird exposition and plot and 50 seconds of of them fighting a CGI blob. Yeah. And speaking of going exactly back to the status quo, <laughs> uh, the next scene is around the fairy circle. Uh, the rocks are exactly where they're supposed to be. Everybody's like, well, that's settled. Good work, everyone. We learned a lot about each other. Did you? But now King Dad and, and the couple of Mystic Knights that were little are regular size, but the little king is still regular size, so everyone's too big. <laughs> yeah. They're exchanging, I guess... <laughs> I guess you have it pretty difficult too. It's it's like every sitcom where the people switch lives for the day. Yeah, and they learn a lesson. But also, Vin Varen's just like, but maybe we weren't supposed to fuck around with each other. Like, yeah. get out of here. We're separate for a reason. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's pretty much it. Yep. I, there's more talking. Oh, they're complimenting King Dad's hair. And then uh, they all laugh at him. And that's it. And that's the end of this freaking episode. Yep. So, Jake. What's that, Sky? What was the most turtle-rific part? <sighs> I don't know. I. Uh, what was the most turtle-rific part? That's coming, that question is getting harder and harder with each episode of this, I think. <laughs> As the episodes become more and more the same. Yeah, and nothing happens. Like, it's so frustrating that this is so terribly uninteresting. It's not even bad anymore. It's just boring. You could like miss a solid 60% of the episodes and still get the exact same gist. Yeah, because, like, at first the show was, it, it was, like, fun, yeah. sort of. It was like, silly. This is it was, dumb. It was, it was not Power Rangers. Yeah, but it wasn't boring I did. I didn't hate it, and just I feel like the last like ten episodes have just been since Garrett left. I don't know how long that's been, 
but it's just been a, a just a slog through all of these. Yeah, and uh, that's the most turtlerific part is how <laughs> sad this has made me. <laughs> Indeed. Um, In conclusion, <laughs> I think it was Sorry, pretty turtlerific on. how they teased me into thinking that something interesting was going to happen with the the crystal breaking. Yeah. Oh God, that could that had so much potential to like move this along, yeah, it and I think been that's real neat. That's probably why we latched onto it because nothing has moved this story along in such a long time. No, no aspects of the story has changed other than I don't know. Sometimes they go to a different place. Sometimes, but not really. It's the same. It's a different same place that they've been to before. Yeah. They got a fucking fifth night. Where is he? It just went, immediately went back to the, just four guys not <laughs> being Mystic Knights. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. I think at the end of this, you're going to be able to edit together all of my upsetness after each episode <laughs> into one big long rant. <laughs> Who was the most likable or effective character? Uh, I guess fucking Aideen. She's good bait. She did a good job as bait, you're yeah. right. And she saw her opportunity to try and have sex with Rowan. <laughs> and she went, well, now or never. Yeah, she's a lady who knows what she wants. I will yeah. give her that. Uh, I'm going to give it to Kahad, who, while was bad at it, at least did say, I'm going to go watch myself to make sure no, we don't yeah. die. And he did blow that horn, ruin yeah. the feast. <laughs> sure did. But he's doing his best, sort of. So, Jake, what'd you do for a pop culture palate cleanse? Well, Sky, to to start off with, um, did you know that uh, yesterday was our three-year anniversary of this podcast? I didn't know that specifically, but I did get an alert from Twitter saying uh, it's been three years since you made this Twitter. Yeah, well, that's how I figured it out. I went back to see when Twitter, when you posted the first episode. So it was three years ago yesterday. So, uh, happy anniversary, I guess. Huzzah! We did it. Three years we've been doing this, huh? Seems like. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Hate that. Um, I have been on my mandatory vacation, which has been nice, so I watched a shitload of things and did stuff. I Let's see, Sky. Buckle up. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Obviously, uh, still watching some Bob's Burgers. Um, and still watching the show Kim's Convenience, so I've watched several episodes of each of those. I watched all of um, McMillions on Hulu, which is the HBO documentary about the McDonald's Monopoly scandal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It does not need to be six hours long. Yikes. But, no, it uh, doesn't. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's definitely like maybe a two and a half, three hour story that they really <laughs> drew out. Made a little over dramatic, but I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I watched the other two Indiana Jones. I watched uh, the Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Crusade is still my favorite, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is fine. It's not as good as the other three, but it's fine. And then I watched, we watched Hercules, which is uh, delightful, as you know. I do. And we watched. As uh, it turns out, he can go the distance. Hey, absolutely, he can. Um, he sings a song about it, and then there are reprises of the song about it, and then they mention that phrase throughout the movie to reference the song. It's very good, very concise, good writing, yes. unlike the Mystic Knights. And uh, it's got James Woods and Danny DeVito, so therefore... Yeah, Sky, you don't get to be excited about James Woods anymore. 
Uh, he's oh, no. a real piece of shit. Yeah? He has been for a while. You just don't pay attention, and I didn't want to tell you. Yeah, that's fair. When his, we started his, it. His performance is great, though. He, it is. You got to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. Because uh, as we started it, I said to Katie, uh, it's too bad we can't like James Woods anymore. And she said, I know. <laughs> um, But then after, so that was on Disney Plus, and I, and I was looking up uh, all of the uh, Disney animated features, the, the the actual Disney animated studios, you know. Um, and they had a few uh, associated uh, features with it, and one was from 1941 called "The Reluctant Dragon," and uh, it's on Disney Plus, and it's bonkers. <laughs> I I clicked it after we watched Hercules to see what it was about, and it's about this man who has a a book, and his wife is like, "You should go meet Walt Disney, and tell him to make this into a cartoon." And I guess this man was some sort of radio personality back in the 40s, but it was long before I was alive, so I didn't know who he was. And it's it's just him, like, touring the Walt Disney Animation Studios in this movie, and they, like, intersperse little cartoons. And then in the end, it turned out Walt Disney had already made that book into a cartoon, and we watched the cartoon. It's called The Reluctant Dragon, the cartoon. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it is so 40s, like... All of the live action stuff, the cartoon stuff is fine. The live action stuff is just wacky. I didn't hate it. <laughs> that's good. If you're if you're looking for a a glimpse in time, that's the one. Uh, okay, I'm almost there. What else? Okay, I watched that, and then I watched the first two episodes of the Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan documentary. Last Dance. Yes, that was what they called the last season uh, when they did the three peat. Because Phil Jackson was going to uh, retire and that team was going to start breaking up because they were all getting old and moving on. True. Uh, so that was the last, like, when the Bulls were their best. So uh, they called that season The Last Dance. So that's what the documentary is called, is The Last Dance. Okay. And it's it's built around that last season where they won their last championship. But obviously it goes into much greater detail because it's 10 episodes long. Yikes. So uh, the next two... Should show up on ESPN Plus tomorrow, and I'll watch those at some point. <laughs> yeah, look, I did all that stuff. Plus, I painted and I uh, I worked outside. I I've had a rich full week. I think I would do really well in retirement. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to talk to my job about that. So I might be retiring this week, is what I'm saying. We're millennials. We're never gonna get to retire. If I mean, unless something drastic happens, I am fine. I'm set to retire uh, at the age I'm supposed to. Fair. Which which is still like 33 years away. <laughs> right. How about you, Sky? What did you watch? Anything fun? Uh, oh, I also watched Endgame. I forgot. I watched Endgame also. Sorry. Job. I had to edit to the list. Uh-huh. I joined a random group of nerds to play D&D on Roll20. And uh, I'm playing a, a turtle or a, a character I've named Leon Hardo, who is a, a turtle who do wield swords, uh, who's basically Leonardo, the, 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 the Ninja Turtle. I think you either told me about that on this podcast or you told me off of this podcast last week. I don't remember. I don't recall. I, I, I haven't played D&D as much as I would have liked to, um, which is why I took up this extra game. Um, so I there's a lot of ins and outs that I don't know. And we're starting at level one where you are, you know, basically made of wet tissue paper. So we, I experienced my first player death, 
Like I, my character is fine, but one of the party <laughs> died, and I couldn't get to them to save them. So does that person just like? Are they just done until? They can either drop out if they want, or they can roll up a new character, and then the DM can find a reason to have them in where ah. we're at, and they can be introduced to the party, etc. This so is this roll twenty just like put together a group of random strangers that, and then give them a game to play. Um, it can do that, I think. But this, uh, the game I found was under. Uh, like, you can put up a posting. You can say, "I'm a DM looking for you know players," or "I'm oh, okay. a player looking for a DM," and then I responded to this guy because uh, it sounded fun, and it has been so far. He's running. Oh, that's a, cool. Like their D and D puts out specific modules that are basically just pre-written campaigns that you can follow, or you can mm-hmm. write your own. Uh, this one's a pre-written one. Uh, the Sunless Citadel, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's a good time. Uh, I got uh, a pretty good, you know, luckily the, the the randos who also responded are pretty good dudes. So it's a good time. Well, that's neat. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe it was like chat roulette, but like for a and d where you just like open a room and then these are the people you're playing with. Good luck. <laughs> well, I mean, you could probably do that, but it, that would be hard to craft a narrative around. Yeah, and I guess yeah, you gotta. There's some preparation involved. Quite a bit of it, actually. <laughs> like after our first session, the uh, the DM told us to progress our levels or our characters to level two, which means you get to pick a whole bunch of other stuff that you want to add to your guy. Um, and because we did not have a healer, I decided to add on a cleric. But I'm also a fighter, which means I'm out in the front a lot, which doesn't make any sense. But nobody else wanted to be a cleric, so <laughs> taking one for the team. Because when you have your guy out in front, he gets hurt a lot, and then if you're down, then there's nobody to heal anybody oh, else. Oh, okay. You yeah, you laughed at that joke, but you noticed I didn't. So thank you for no um, problem. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah my my turtle got hit by a dragon. So <laughs> it's the most sky sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> you know how I do. Um, I've done some other stuff, but that was the most interesting. Um, I've been pretty deftly avoiding workplace drama. That's good. Yeah, like a like a goddamn ninja. Just like <laughs> as soon as it starts up, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. As I'm walking away, and then I just hide in the back and make IVs for sick people. Sky, the best way to completely avoid it is to retire with me. <laughs> okay. Well, I. Are you willing to support me? Because I do not have the savings for that. Well, here's the thing. Kate, I guess Katie's going to have to support both of us. Look, I'm cool with that. Maybe ask her. Uh, no. And then... No. <laughs> it's better to... I'll... Yeah, you're right. Let's ask for forgiveness, not permission. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why is Sky in our spare room? Oh, he lives Don't worry about now. it. Yeah. That's why we have an extra couch. <laughs> And you know, very, I thought that was weird. Two very large TVs. <laughs> we put those in front of the other big TVs. <laughs> but I'm also, I think I'm running my game with uh, my friends later tonight. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's good for you, Sky. It is. F- that sounded sarcastic. It did. didn't mean it like that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> It's nice. It's I. I've I've put a lot of creative energy into this endeavor, so it's it's nice to have that because I haven't yeah. had like 
I doodle a lot, but I've been kind of unfocused for quite a while. So it's nice to have a thing that I can focus creative energy on. Yeah, that is, I mean, I I put that into this podcast so I can always say I'm doing something. <laughs> so for the past three years, I can be like, well, at least we put out a podcast this week. Yeah. For, for some reason, that's the thing that's stuck. <laughs> it's because uh, you didn't have to do it. That's true. You do the hardest work, and I just get to do my favorite part, which is watch TV and then talk. <laughs> and you're very good at it. Yeah, thanks. Usually, sometimes. That's true. Sometimes you <laughs> can't talk great. Until this show fucking drives me insane. <laughs> There's also all the times where you can't get your thoughts organized. Yeah, that happens way more often than it should. Uh, but I think that will probably do it for this week. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys very much for listening. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And I forgot to tell you what the email address is. It's popculturefailure at gmail.com. And if you want. When was you... the last time you checked that? Uh, like once a week. Oh, okay. I keep all of the sign off stuff that I put at the bottom of our uh, episode oh, description okay. in an email. So it makes me look at it again. That's good. That's smart. Yeah, I try. Um, but if you wanted to rate and review, that'd be cool. If not, you know, live your life. You do you. That's the motto of the podcast. You do you. This is us doing us. We're we're not good at it, so be better yeah. than us. I mean, we we got the wherewithal to get together at least once a week. That's true. It's it happens every week. <laughs> it does. Uh, but thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Uh, stay we safe. Sh- we sure the heck will. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Be cool. Happy Potiversary. And yeah, happy Potiversary. To those who've been here from the beginning or part of the way, or if this is your first episode, happy Potiversary. Also, strange choice, but thank you. <laughs> Wait, that someone said, episode 34 of, of Mystic Knights. That's the one for me. <laughs> that was my favorite episode. I like the one where the little king is a big king. Such a rich drama between King Dad and Vinvaren. <laughs> uh, maybe. I probably not. Everybody's got a fetish, so. Yeah, we should probably find a uh, Mystic Knights message board and put the links up <laughs> for this. It's probably not a bad idea. I mean, we could yeah, probably I'll, do that for all of the episodes. I'll poke around. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I know there's a lot of people who wanted to know what Inhumans was like, but did not want to watch it. Oh, man. That was bad, huh? Yeah. This is this is our retrospective of the last three years. <laughs> it's just a few minutes of us going, ugh. Uh, oh, no. Remember Dr. Queez on his, on his bicycle? Oh, yeah. He was a bright spot. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, Sky, I also watched uh, the, <laughs> the, the first Turtles movie. Yeah. Uh, and I just... Looking at those costumes and how good they are They're compared so to good. to uh, the ones that we watched that were made, you know, five, six years later. And they're so bad. And the eye holes for the people are so big. <laughs> There's not a fucking eye hole in that movie, in that original movie. And by the time you get to that show, it's just turtle eyes with people eyes underneath of it. Yeah, There is a very obvious mouth hole. That's really horrifying when you see it. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen a, fr- a freezed frame of that. Yeah, Donatello with his people yeah. mouth inside his regular mouth. Like yeah, he, but you like know he's what? a goddamn alien. That's one, that's one thing. Yeah. 
in all of that. It's it's a it's a solid movie. I I meant to tell you that I forgot. Oh, it's great. There is a, you know when Donatello is skateboarding to go see Michelangelo. Uh huh. There is a flash of a people arm as he's skateboarding because he's just wearing Donatello pants to do the skate tricks. What's I haven't watched it enough to pick out all the mistakes. I just saw it once, and I was like, what was that? And then I did, like, a slow motion. I was like, oh, it's a people arm. And now it's the, I can't not see it. Oh, yeah, it's one of those one that of those. ruins your life. Yep. But, yeah, top to bottom, that is probably my favorite movie. It's so fucking yeah. good. It's it, very good. It's so much better than it has any reason to be. Uh-huh. And did you know the the guy in the cab that Raph rolls over? That's the suit actor? Yeah, they're all in it somewhere. Yeah. I, obviously, I read the Wikipedia and the IMDb afterwards. Yeah, the pizza delivery guy is also the is suit Michelangelo. actor for Michelangelo. I forget yeah. where Leo and Raph are. I think Leonardo is the guy who rolls cable uh, while April goes and gets yelled at by the police guy. Yeah. And I forget right. where Donatello is. He, uh, yeah, and, and then Sam Rockwell's in there. And, uh, yeah. And Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> they're all there. It's all happening. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us for the last three years. Um, I kind of forgot to like bring that up completely, so I'm glad you did, Jake. <laughs> I uh, I forgot. I had to look it up while we we were talking. If there's a part of the thing where I don't talk for a second, it's because I was looking up when when our actual uh, pot anniversary was. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. We will see you guys next time with whatever the next episode is. It's called The Wish. Oh, I know exactly what happens in that episode. Oh, well, don't ruin it. Don't ruin the surprise that I love. There's a wish. Oh, damn it. It's not a genie wish, I don't think. Uh, it becomes Aladdin real fast. <laughs> God, it would be great. If it, suddenly Will Smith was in this. <laughs> now he was still doing Fresh Prince. Uh, so it would point. have been Robin Williams at this point? Probably. Ah, that would have been good. Or the guy who did Robin Williams for the Aladdin cartoon. This guy, the guy? It's Dan Castellaneta. Is it? Yeah. Look, it's, he's in, it's been a minute since I've seen that, and I do in, not remember what his voice was. He's in uh, Return of Jafar and the cartoon is Dan Castellaneta, and it's Robin Williams in Aladdin and Aladdin in the King of Thieves. Right. Neat. So, you know. Do with that what you will. All right, everyone, stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs>